Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Absolutely Not. I am your host, Katrina Stroll. I'm a certified career coach and HR consultant. I created this space because I have difficulty setting boundaries, and I just don't want to have difficulties doing it anymore. So I bring resources onto the show that have experiences to share with me about setting boundaries at work so you and I can learn together. Before we get into today's episode, I always like to start with definitions of words that we use frequently on the show. The first being boundary, something that indicates or fixes a limit. So for instance, if your boss calls you at 10 p.m., you saying, hey, I'm not working right now, I'm not answering the phone, that's setting a boundary. Gaslighting, to manipulate someone by psychological means into questioning their own sanity. So for instance, if you go up to your boss and say, hey, um, I had this situation with Dan the other day and I really wanna talk to you about it. And, th and they say, okay, I don't think that's an issue that we need to talk about. I've already spoken to Dan and he said it's not an issue. That's gaslighting. Dismissive, showing that something is unworthy of consideration. For instance, if you go up to your manager and say, hey, I can't clock in today. Could you help me figure out how to clock in? And they say, that's not important. Go do your job. Um, it is important. You, you should probably figure that out. But if they dismiss you like that, that's dismissive behavior. Today's episode is entitled Boundaries at All Stages. Yes, because boundaries change over time with your growth, with your career change. So it's important to know that they stay with you throughout all stages. My special guest today is Rebecca Edwards. In that picture, she looks so. <laughs> Rebecca Edwards is a dual senior certified award-winning HR professional. After 20 years of in-house HR, she launched Infinite HR of Charlotte as a comprehensive HR consulting firm committed to implementing best practices while maintaining the delicate balance between interests of organizations and their employees. Wow. Having successfully navigated within small, medium, and large organizations in corporate, nonprofit, and government sectors from coast to coast, her HR knowledge and skill set are workplace tested and proven. Tell them, Rebecca. <laughs> Rebecca's outstanding HR practices garnered her the Charlotte Business Journal's Best in HR Award and led her to her membership in the distinguished Forbes HR Council for senior level executives. Yes. To date, she has penned over a dozen published contributions for Forbes.com, including three featured articles. Please help me in welcoming Rebecca. Wow, yay! Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here today. I, I am so happy to get started. If you could share with the audience, um, why you're excited to be on Absolutely Not. First off, thanks so much for having me here. I'm excited to be here. You know, what stood out about Absolutely Not were just those two words together. I love it. I love it. And I know you say that um, you've had a, a hard time setting boundaries. And I love the fact that this is the title of your show because sometimes that is the answer. Sometimes your answer has to be Absolutely Not. Um, even when it's hard to say, um, but I just love the title. It jumped out to me as soon as I saw it. I was like, oh, absolutely. I want to connect with her. <laughs> <laughs> and I appreciate it so much. Rebecca, you were one of the first people that said, hey, this sounds amazing. I want to get involved. So I'm so glad that we finally were able to get yes. on here and get recorded. Um, I love that absolutely not resonated with you. Could you talk to me a little bit about what a boundary means to you? 
Sure. I think um, one of the most important things to remember about a boundary is something that I did not create, so I'm not trying to take credit for this, but every time you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. I think we've all heard that, right? And I know sometimes, and I've been told over the years by even people close to me, family, friends, but also clients and, and um, people I've mentored and supported, where they say, it's hard to say no, I don't like to say no. But I just say, if you keep that in mind, if you don't say no, if you don't, if you say yes, you are saying no to other things. And what's more important, you really have to balance those things out and, and give one precedence over the other. Ooh, and that word balance is so important. Yeah. Imagine you just saying yes to everything. You never say no. What, where is your balance in your work, in your family, in your life, in you? Right. And you're not making the things that are priorities to you a priority. Because when someone asks you to do something for them, they're making their thing a priority. And they should. But that doesn't mean you have to. You have your own priorities. And, and not to say that what they're uh, requesting isn't important. It's just it's not the priority. Only one thing can be the priority and then everything else falls in line. So it's okay to say no, or maybe next week or not this time. Uh, one thing I mentioned um, in a uh, university um, uh, women in business group that I was supporting, I told the young ladies, I said, remember, you know, there are different ways to say no. So I know some people are very comfortable with saying no. I am okay with saying no, <laughs> but I know everybody's not. And I said, you know, it might not hurt to take some time to write out nice ways to say no, if that feels more comfortable for you. I personally don't feel you, you have to do that, but I understand that for some, it's easier to say, oh, not this time, or you know what, can you catch me next week? Or I know you do this every quarter, can't do it this, but check with me next quarter. So thinking of some ways to say no, mm -hmm. that feel better to you if no doesn't feel natural. Right, and that just reminds me that setting boundaries and saying no is a skill set. It also takes practice. It also takes strategy. It takes tactics. Um, so the, uh, I love that practice, that example that you give. Maybe you write it down. Maybe you write, okay, uh, right. not absolutely not, but hey, I don't have time right now. Um, mm -hmm. Could we talk about this next week? Could we talk about this right. at a later date? Wow, that is great. What a great practice. Oh, see, Rebecca. Oh, you got it online. <laughs> so it sounds like you're really good at setting boundaries. Have you ever had difficulty before? Do you still do? I, to be honest, I don't. Um, which is probably why I loved your title so much. <laughs> because, well, and it's not. It's not about being mean. It, it really isn't. It's just understanding. I'm, I'm very um, regimented or strategic in what I do. So I do believe in lists. You know, I have a list for everything, um, whether it's home or work. And so once I have that list, I'm very clear on what ha has to happen first, second, and third um, in order for me to be successful. So when something else comes, if it doesn't fit into um, my ability to be successful in the things that I've already committed to, then I know that there's no way, there's only one me. Um, and so I have to say no or give it a lower priority, maybe push it out a few weeks or days if possible. Now, it's also helpful though, because when some things come and they are more important than the things that I already have planned, then I can certainly put that on top of the other things that I had um, listed. But it just helps me uh, stay structured and focused 
and able to be successful because you can't be successful saying yes to everything. Right. Oh, you just cannot. I'm such a visual learner. So when you, I love that you did the little stack thing because yeah. <laughs> it just makes me think of those weight scales and just That's putting right. in, adding and adding and adding. Girl, if you are on the, you're going to get flown off with everything on the yes pile. That's right. That's right. And you don't want to lose sight of what you have listed that's important to you. I think that, you know, when, whenever someone comes to you and, and requests something from you, you already have your own thing moving. And that's for anyone. You're already moving in your own direction, doing whatever's on your list for the day. Um, so it's okay to say, well, this thing that you're requesting, um, I have about three other things that I have to do first. So once those three things are done, then I can hopefully jump in and support you with this. But it's okay to say that and to, to have that knowledge because no one else knows what's, what's on your list for the day. Wow. There's no way that they would know that. So you have to. One that. of the words I have written down from your statements is understanding. This is so much understanding of yourself and the other yeah. person and them understanding you. Right. Um, but that cannot happen unless one, you have your little list and you're able to communicate that effectively to the other person trying to add to your list. Man, yeah. Rebecca, this is good work. This <laughs> is good words. Oh my gosh. I also have written down losing sight. That made yeah. me, oh, that stopped me in my tracks when you said it. And it's also making me want to cry right now just because, um, oh my gosh, because okay. when you say, yes so much you are losing so much sight of yourself and just your lighthouse where did your lighthouse go yeah yeah you have to be realistic and I, I know yeah for people who who like to help and that's so wonderful um, but you have to be realistic about what you can actually take on because everything that you say yes to, there's an amount of energy that you have to give, right? I mean, you only have so much energy in a day. I know we love our coffee, and <laughs> but you only have so much energy available to you for in a day to get everything done. So if you're not realistic about um, what you actually have available to give, then you'll be overwhelmed. And that that's, you know, in the long, long run, mm -hmm. that's very detrimental. Right. And you won't be performing at your high, your highest ability, you know, you just won't be right. performing correctly or the best you at the best possible place you could be. Oh my True. goodness, Rebecca. Oh, but you know what? Let me <laughs> let me smooth past that. Um, let's get back to boundaries. Um, so you don't have difficulty setting boundaries. Um, what or who helped you in your growth to set healthier boundaries? Um that's a great question. Well, I mean, my parents were always focused on um, making sure that we knew what we were supposed to do and that we did it. <laughs> that was the expectation that I grew up with, um, even as a, a child. So just figuring out how to do that, you know, we didn't have a lot of expectations, you know, go to school, get your grades, clean up, <laughs> um, uh, help around the house. But even with that, you know, joining too many clubs, being involved with too many extracurricular activities, like too many being the, the, the important words there, 
if you're in too many things, even as a kid, and you see it all the time, right? And you read articles about these kids who are like stressed out more than adults because um, their their lives are so hectic and so busy. Um, just making sure that when it's time to select what you want to do, you be thoughtful about it. And once you select it, that's your thing. But you can't be in everything. You can't do everything. So even as a kid, understanding, okay, when I do select that I want to run for student council this year, you know, that's going to be my thing along with my, you know, my one church activity, um, because my main goal is to focus them on my studies and, you know, take care of the chores here at the house that are mine. So I think maybe even that, just that foundation of, of being thoughtful about what you take on. Um, so if I had to accredit something, that would probably be it. That and this once again solidifies the um, recurring thing of theme of some of my episodes is this boundaries and this thoughtfulness and this mindfulness begins very early in our yeah. lives. Um, and I really need organizations and employees and just human beings to understand that that this process starts so early. We just need to be so cognizant so early, and I, you need to be around people who are aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And you know, I found, and you may have too, that people are aware of it until they need something. And then it's, oh, but can you just, it's like, mm. <laughs> I cannot. Yeah. Oh, and people are aware of it until they need something. Yeah. Okay. Then they expect you to, to not be aware of it. Wow. It's and, beneficial. Um, which is why it's so important for people to understand boundaries and that there's so much for you and not the other person. Right. The other person, uh, although we did say understanding, they don't necessarily need to understand your boundaries. Like I don't have to go into my childhood trauma as to why I don't want you to stand behind me or near me or anything right. of that nature. I just need you to understand that this is a boundary I've set in place. That's right. That's right. And it's okay. It's okay to have boundaries. You don't need permission to have your own boundaries. They're yours. <laughs> They're part of your value system and it's okay. Oh, that word permission. I think so often people are waiting for someone to give them permission to say no. Um, well, we're giving it today, right? <laughs> oh, I, it's okay to say no. Um, it, it, I don't know. I just had a flashback of uh, past job interviews when they say, okay, um, we have, we are really fast paced here. Um, how do you prioritize your priorities? If somebody came into the office, especially in HR, they ask that question a lot. If somebody came into the office and said, da, 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 what would you do? <laughs> and, and it all depends on what they say, right? You know, if they come into, and, and being an HR lawyer, I mean, that, that, <laughs> I always talk about HR. I said, you know, um, for HR managers and directors and, and anyone in HR, our job, 60% mm -hmm, of the day is putting out fires. And those fires come internally, externally, from internal and external sources. So there are fires, but there are some real fires. And then there are fires that are not real. Um, so it depends on what's being said. You know, it, there are definitely things that have happened that have come to me abruptly 
throughout the day within my career that actually are fires. And regardless of that little list and whatever I thought I was going to get done that day, I have to turn my attentions, you know, just because that that's my professional focus um, to make sure that that's taken care of. So, yeah, it just depends on what's being said. So listen to it. Um, but then you have to, at that point, make a decision of where it fits uh, into the other things, because the, the thing is in HR, we have a few fires from the day before that we're still working on. And the person who just walked in won't know that. They won't know that. You know, I've, I've had fires that have been started a week ago that we've worked our way through and I'm, I'm finishing up. So this new fire, if it's um, like if it's a level three versus a level one, it might have to wait um, and we can set a time, you know, to have a more detailed conversation, et cetera. But um, yeah, we're, we're constantly putting out fires. So we just have to hear the content. Right. Oh my gosh. And I love, I, I wrote down real fires. So everybody listening out there, please start evaluating your real fires. Cause I, I sure will after this conversation. Yeah. And the thing is, and some of it is on us too. I, I can help them um, evaluate, you know, and for that person, it may be very real. And of course, I'm not going to um, invalidate how they feel, but now it's brought into my realm. Mm -hmm. So I have to say, okay, this is a level four mm -hmm. or a level two or a level one and determine where it goes in my world. Cause, cause I, I live in level one fires. So um, the thing that, that someone may be experiencing is still very real to them. And so it may be that I'm not the person to handle that issue right then. Maybe I can have one of the support uh, managers help them or another uh, analyst or you know generalist support them in this issue. Um, but it, it, just because it's a level one for someone else, and this is anything, this isn't just work, because it's a level one for someone else doesn't automatically make it a level one for you. Mm -hmm. And I love that you said, I am not um, dismissing that other person's emotions or what they're thinking of. Because of, of course, um, HR, we, we kind of get that bad rap that we're constantly doing that. But um, in a lot of situations, there's only one person wearing the HR hat. So <laughs> we, um, we cannot fight 60 fires on our own if we're the only one on the fire truck. Correct. <laughs> That's would, right. You have to prioritize. The hose, the <laughs> right. You have to go from fire one to fire two to fire three and let them know, you know, stay in constant communication um, and, and let them know for sure. I will follow up with you tomorrow at 2 p.m. Does that work? Confirm it. And then great. You know, you can move through it and you'll be able to fight those other six fires before you get to that one by tomorrow at two. <laughs> And even, even in that regard, you are setting boundaries. Hey, oh, that's right. how she communicates. She loves calendars. She loves setting times to get back with me. She loves um, making sure we have a deadline in times. You're telling people, you're omitting um, messages to people in that organization. This is how I work. This is how I roll. Yeah. So that's, oh, that is amazing. So many good practices. See, and this is why you're successful. <laughs> The keys to success are that they're very much um, inter, inter, interwoven, boundaries, yes. being healthy, your own balance, being mindful. So, 
Because I and I know there are different um, ways of um, communication and different styles of work styles. Of course, you know we've all gone through Disc and Myers Briggs and all those things. And I'm sure there are ways for people to be successful um, that aren't um, as strategic. However, for me, if I've talked to five people today and I've not been able to help any of them, I've only been able to, you know, scratch the surface and not do really any any work towards um, a solution. Uh, that's hard for me. So I, I want to get to all five and make sure that I resolve them or, or get and start moving to a place of resolu resolution for them. And it, one of the keys to being able to do that is having that balance. Because imagine yes. you taking on 20 fires, you would yeah. uh, just be squirting little amounts of water at all the fires. Right. Yeah. That's a great analogy. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And it's like, well, I can't, I literally can't do all 20 at once. So you have to put some type of boundaries in place so that you can move through them all and make sure they all receive the attention that they deserve. The big fires, yeah. <laughs> that you that we are as amazing people. We can definitely be yeah. that. Yeah. Big <laughs> oh man, Rebecca, you have shared so many different skills and just um, practices that we can put in place as human beings to be successful, not only in our workplace but in our own balance and uh, alignment with values. Um, have you ever had to set boundaries with managers and that didn't align? They kicked back and were not very accepting of your boundaries. Yes, yes. I, I thought about that question and many years ago. So I was I was new in my career. <laughs> Newer. I mean not not like my first year. But I did have a new manager who came on board in my organization. And you know I was on a team. So there were several of us. Um, but for some reason uh, my workload was um, tipped. Uh, a little more than others, and I, I kept getting getting things to do, and I, I, I did them well. I had lots of projects that were assigned to me, um, as opposed to the other four people in the group, and I went to my supervisor, and I mentioned, I was like, hey, like, um, just noticing this, and, and this is a lot, you know, we still have our normal workload. I did these first two projects, and yeah, they were successful, um, but now I have a new one and I'm just wondering, can this be spread to someone else? Can, can the, the love be spread around <laughs> the group a little bit more? And my supervisor was like, you know, you're right. That's true. I hadn't really paid attention to that. So, you know, raising your hand first to say something if you do notice it, um, because it was a lot. And we went to the manager together and, and kind of asked if, if that, um, that workload, that a new additional project could be shared with someone else? And the answer was no. No, she specifically wanted me to do it. So here's a, a, a note that I'll say about this. Sometimes when you do your work, work really well, um, it kind of makes more work for you, right? Because people are like, great, I love the product, I'll give you more. And then you do that one well, and it's like, great, I love it, here's more. So even in those cases, while that may seem like a compliment, mm -hmm. um, it's still okay at some point to say, yeah, I am overwhelmed. I, this is too much. I, I appreciate that you trust me to do this work, but it's kind of like a double-edged sword <laughs> because... Yes, you're saying that you like 
my, uh, my deliverable and my end result, but I can't keep working at this pace. So I eventually left that company. I did, I looked for another job and I found one and, and I, I moved on and it was just too bad. And my supervisor was very, um, you know, sympathetic because uh, that they could see what was happening and, and that it wasn't fair, but we didn't at the time have the, uh, at that moment, have the ability to change it. So yeah, that was a tough one. That was kind of, you know, early on in the 20s there, so. And I applaud you for raising your hand. I too, yeah. <laughs> um, so the raising the hand part is what starts the communication process. But Rebecca, it literally started with you. If you had said nothing, yeah, then they just like, oh yeah, no, she's a rock star. She's fine. Like we'll just keep giving her projects and and that's yeah, the thing is, though, when I did leave, because it was within a couple of weeks, I mean, I had already started looking, you know, that's that's what happens, right? Uh, employees leave managers. That's a true statement. Um, I started looking already. So when I did notify my supervisor that I was leaving, there was no surprise because I had raised my hand. I told him, like, I, I don't I don't like how this feels. I'm not sure why this is happening. Um, I, I love working on projects and I, and I did. But project after project after project, and you are a person who's on a multiple person team, there's no reason for that. Like it should be spread more evenly. Right, but oh my gosh, setting that boundary with your manager, letting your needs as a human being and employee being be known at that organization, it gives you and that manager a lot of answers to the questions they were probably thinking of. Like you said, your manager was not surprised. and good for uh, that person, good for not being surprised, but it's because yeah. of you speaking up for yourself. Right. So that was probably one of the hardest times, <laughs> if, if not the hardest time, um, but it, it helped me say, hey, you know, you have to value what you know about yourself and your, your time and your abilities. Um, yes, I could do it, but it was, it was, hard. I mean, I had late, late nights. That was back in the days when I would work until seven, eight o'clock at night in the office. Like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do that. It's like, okay, this isn't fair. <laughs> I have to say something. And see, um, a lot of people who are listening, myself included, are probably hearing that and being afraid, just like, oh, wow, Robert, that's so brave of you to do because they could have fired you on the spot or something detrimental could have happened to you immediately. Um, could have, could yeah. have, but, but like I said, I had already started my process for moving out. And that's the thing, you know, and sadly, and from an HR perspective, um, that's what we look for in the environment in our offices, right? When we can see these things it's like, okay, do you have uh, toxicity somewhere in your office? We're, we're noticing good people are leaving, what's happening? Um, and and that, that was my own personal experience with that, unfortunately. But you know, you, you live and you learn. And I, I, I knew that I had to have a plan. I would never have, I, I personally would not have engaged in that conversation if I didn't have a plan, um, but I did. So I was like, okay, so let's me know. I love that. I love that you, you notice the red flags, you notice things not aligning with their values and say, okay, let me get a plan together. And then I'm going to go have that difficult conversation. Is that yeah. a plan that you would encourage others to follow? You know, it just depends. I, I, that's, that's what I've used. Um, 
for me, that made sense. But I do know that there are some scenarios that people endure that aren't like this. You know, mine was project load, workload. I was at the end of my season there and that's okay. Um, I had had a great, you know, tenure there up until that point. But like I said, this was a new management group. Um, so it was just different and it was time for me to move on. But I, I can't say that that would be the best way to handle it because there are cases and times that would call for someone to leave before before having all their ducks in a row so right and um I applaud both methods just putting that out there to anybody listening do what is best for you and that's all we're trying to get to is um when you feel when you feel your values are unaligned or when you feel that change and that shift that happened in your organization is oh okay it is time for me to go because yeah. I cannot align with this change and shift that happened um, yeah, or I knew that I couldn't keep up and I didn't want, I, I never wanted the quality to suffer mm. because I, I, I do, I, I try, I've always tried to, to have a great product, whatever that is, um, for whoever my, my client or recipient is uh, of that product. In this case, it was a manager. Um, but I know that if I continue to do that, it would start to slip. You, you can only hold that pace for so long. And I didn't want that to be the case. So. so kudos to you for acknowledging that. Just having a little st staff meeting with yourself, like, okay, yeah. <laughs> are we are we still running this race the way we want to run it? No, yeah, probably not. No. Oh, that's so awesome. Um, so you set that boundary, and that manager was like, no, and you knew the okay. Thank you for that information. I did. I said okay, thank you, and the 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 meeting ended and I went back to my space and I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll take that offer. Because <laughs> at that point, you know, I had already received offers. Um, so I was like, well, that was my answer. That, that, that revealed itself to me. <laughs> um, and th that part, when I, um, during one of my therapy sessions, my therapist, I kind of had a similar difficult conversation recently and she said, okay, well, they gave you an answer. Now it, the accountability is on you. Because Rebecca, yeah, if you had stayed in that space, you couldn't be angry at that manager no more because they, they already told you like- That's correct. You, like, That's right. That's right. They, that, that manager made priorities known. So then I had to look at myself and decide what my priorities and my boundaries were. And yeah. And that's what it was. No. And <laughs> that's right. There you go. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing. So Rebecca, during these difficult conversations or during um, opportunities that present themselves, what are your go-to phrases for setting boundaries? Go-to phrases for setting boundaries. I acknowledge what's being said to me. I, I think that acknowledgement, because I, I, you mentioned in your definitions dismissive, I do not want to be dismissive, and I don't want the person to feel that I didn't hear what they said. Um, but then after I acknowledge that, I'll maybe even, you know, provide a little support right then, <laughs> and then set a time frame for our next follow-up. So, you know, if it's a request, et cetera, I, I mentioned earlier, okay, well, I can't this week, I'm on a deadline or whatever's happening, but can we meet, let's see, Monday at 
nine, or, you know, I give an option where we will have dedicated time to, to discuss, or if it's something that they kind of ask for every month, I'm like, this month does not work. However, this month does. So I like to give an alternative if possible. Um, and, and that that's always kind of what I tend to do. I like to make sure people understand I've heard you, but at this moment, my boundary is no. However, if we want to resume this conversation at a later time, this this is the time that I have available. Yeah, oh, I love it. And I love that you use the word support because support can mean anything at that time. If support for you is just me saying, um, I really heard you right now. I, I, I empathize with your situation, but I cannot do that right now or That's support. Right. Uh, to you could um, giving them references or referrals to other people. That's right. Absolutely. Because I cannot add any more to my workload. Oh my God. Even in um, career coaching, I try to keep my workload balanced. And if I can't, I, I make sure I have those references and referrals on hand so I can say, hey, I'm booked solid right now. These are the people that are similar to me and have the same goals and aspects and values. Please reach out to them. Absolutely. Oh my God. That's helpful. I mean, and, and there's really not more you can do, right? I mean, if you really cannot, then gosh, being a resource is, is just as good. I would think, especially <laughs> if they're resources that you vetted and you feel comfortable with. This is a resource with your um, seal of approval. I think that's great. Oh, see. Oh. And so often we get that guilty feeling just like, oh, I wish I could do everything on the planet for them but once again just like rebecca said we need that balance and understanding of what we can do right now right and you know if you have eight hours in a day and you have 12 people who want to have one hour conversations with you what can you do you can't that's not realistic you have to be realistic and say okay i already have eight but let's go ahead and put you at the top of the day tomorrow um, to be my next conversation. And it's okay. And that person might say, oh, but I really wanted to have one of those eight hour slots today, but you literally cannot. So it's okay <laughs> to say, I wish you could too, however they're booked. So let's look at tomorrow and see what we can do. Oh, that's amazing. And I love that that statement was data driven. Um, so by my emotions as an HR professional, as a certified career coach, as a human being, they seep in, they seep in all the time into all of the decisions that I make on a daily basis. But we need to remember that data, there's only 12 hours or eight hours in my work day, excuse me, yeah, right. 12 hour work day. <laughs> um, eight hours in my, and 12 people cannot, with the data at hand, cannot fit into that. Yeah, it's not realistic. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. And I need everybody listening to remember that it is not realistic. You are <laughs> yeah. asking yourself for too much. <laughs> that's right. It's nothing wrong with you being realistic. That's okay. It's nothing wrong with it. I love that. Um, but to round this out, are there top three tips? Are there any tips that you would give young professionals moving into HR or just moving into corporate America about setting boundaries and aligning sure. with values? Sure. Well, the first tip, and I, I'll go back to it because I really do believe that sums up so much. But if you say yes to something, you are saying no to other things. And those other things might not always be work-related. They might be time with your family, time for yourself, time to rejuvenate, time to work out, time to 
cook a meal that you look forward to doing. So you just have to really look at that balance and say, okay, if I say yes to this, what am I giving up? Because you are giving up something. And you might decide once you make that comparison that it's still okay and that's fine. But just always be aware of that because it's so very true. The second thing is that your, your boundaries are important to you. They are your priority. They will not necessarily be someone else's priority. Um, and that's, you know, of course, you know, during the workday, if something comes to you from your manager and, you know, as an employee, clearly it's important to say, okay, is this something that you want to do today? Get an idea of the time frame that it's needed in. And if there's something that you feel is in conflict with that, because your manager will not know your to-do list. I know a lot of people think that I say during employee um, performance evaluations, one thing you have to do is write down your highlights, mm -hmm. write down the things that you're proud about, keep your list so that when it's time to do your evaluation, you're ready to talk about it because your manager will not remember everything. That's impossible. They have their own set of standards and, and things that they have to do on a daily basis. So in similar respect, your manager won't know everything on your to-do list for the day. So if they're bringing something to you that they feel is important, that they want you to handle, that's fine. Make sure they know, okay, so I can do this. That means that item B that we talked about last week, I plan to work on that today. Is it okay if I push that to tomorrow? So making sure you understand the priorities there, and then you can be successful in, acting, in, in, um, in finishing those. So it's okay to ask those questions and just make sure that they're aware of saying yes to this new thing means I now cannot do thing B. Mm -hmm. And is that okay? So, um, and I, let's see, a third thing I would say, I think boundary setting is important in all aspects of life. Even if you're a volunteer, let's say you're in a civic organization or a group and you're, you're helping out, just knowing what you can realistically do. Yes, it might make your heart sing uh, to be a part of this group or to volunteer for this support um, activity. However, that's also an area where you have to be realistic about what you can and can't do and your time commitment and your availability. So not just at work, um, but even in your personal life, making mm -hmm. sure that um, your boundaries are set and aligned with what feels good to you mm -hmm. and what you need in your day-to-day -day yeah. space. What you need in your day-to-day space, yes. Um, through all of those three tips, the word that kept pinging in my head is documentation. And I, I, I think it's just because the priorities, um, you want to write down like on Monday, okay, this is the priorities for the week that I talked to my manager about last week. Um, so on Monday, when somebody comes in with their hair on fire and says, I need you to do this right now. I'm like, oh, hold up. I have this list right here of priorities. I need to go talk to my manager really quick about my list or yeah and 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 I will get back to you let me get back to you today at three <laughs> <laughs> you know do follow up with the person because you know typically when people come to you it's because they trust you mm -hmm. right they, they they feel confident in your abilities and that's great and that feels good however <laughs> even with that 
you still have to say yes and say no, and you have to be realistic about your ability and your boundaries. Um, so that's wonderful. It's a great thumbs up pat on the back when people want you to help uh, resolve their issue. Um, but even with that, you just have to be realistic, thank them for that, and make sure you communicate with them and, and, and fit them in as you can, or as you mentioned earlier, provide them with a, an equally um, adequate resource. Absolutely. And um, one of the other words that's pinging in my head right now is skills. We are talking about boundaries today, but these are a lot of skills that need to be honed in on. We talked about communication. We talked about prioritization. We talked about uh, communicating with managers effectively. And just, um, it, these are a lot of skills that we have touched on today. And if you need help with any of these skills, please reach out to Rebecca because she has them on lock. She is strategic. <laughs> I love that word. Um, but Rebecca, I am so thankful that you were able to be on my show today. Do you have any last nuggets to throw out there to the universe? Sure. Um, I think um, one thing you just said made me think of something. If someone would like more formalized training, though, a lot of this is what's covered when you take uh, time management classes, even project management classes. A lot of this is, is just that being applied in real life. So you can't take on everything. You have to be aware though of what your boundaries are before you can communicate them to other people. So spend some time with yourself, think about what is most important to you and then apply it. Uh, and of course, uh, be open and flexible if something bigger literally does come into your space. Um, but these time management, project management skills all go into boundary setting. So if you would like more uh, formalized training, those are good places to start. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And you can take it to your organization and tell them about it. Maybe they'll pay for it. Yes, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Rebecca, you have been an amazing guest today and I cannot thank you enough for being here. I have learned so much. I have so much words written down on my paper. That oh, good. <laughs> I'm going to cherish everything that I learned today and take it with me moving forward in my life and my practices. So Perfect. man, oh, I love the show because I, I continue to meet amazing people with skills that I have not honed in on yet. And they just share it with me and your experiences, just how amazing you have been in your past and <laughs> in your current career. Damn. I need to get oh, I need <laughs> thank to get you. Up. I love HR. I do. I love HR. And people say, oh, HR, that seems so hard. I'm like, no, not when you really want to focus on that great balance between employers and employees. That really is my focus in all things. I think it, it's achievable. For some, it looks insurmountable, but it's not. It's not. It's achievable. <laughs> and before we wrap it up, I'd love to repeat that last phrase. It's achievable. That goes with skills. That goes with boundaries. That goes with your transition into HR. If you're listening to this to get HR skills, it is achievable. Um, my name is Katrina Stroll. I'm your host. This has been absolutely not my special guest today was Rebecca Edwards. Please reach out to her, her for anything HR related to anything boundaries related to anything skills related. She has the knowledge for you. Thank you so much for tuning in today and we will see you next time. Bye. Thank you.